0: Welcome to Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind here on the LoboLand Podcast, a sacred space to recommit back to your personal power with ease and efficiency. I am your host, Lotus Aloba, also known as your favorite mystic practitioner. <laughs> All right. I am so excited because first off, happy February or whatever. It's a new month. Ah! I always feel good on the first day of a month. It's just it's a great time for me to reconnect back to myself again. Just is very intentional, like ooh, a check-in point. How are you doing? How was January for you? What were your highs? What were your lows? I spend most of the day going through like my journal entries. I also have like a moon tracker from Mama Magico. Uh, so I have her moon tracker, and I've been tracking my moods compared to the moon signs every day, moon phases every day. And that's been really helpful. I also like tap into like my Scorpio Mystic page, go over the whole overview of energy for February, do a few tarot pulls. It's a whole situation, but what it does is it prepares me energetically and spiritually and emotionally and mentally, honestly, to show up this month even better and to let whatever didn't work in January stay in January. You know what I mean? Um, I'm really excited because you guys was Really loving the January Live Well series. And I was like, yes! (laughs) So freaking happy. You know, it's so crazy because when you just allow the divine to show up for you, it, it shows up in a way you can never imagine. I kid you not. I was wondering, like, how I was gonna set up this season of the podcast. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, first season was very matcha focused, very matcha heavy. Second season was more self care. Like, I'm just like, well, what am I gonna do? And then in the middle of the night, it just hit me. I woke up and I just started typing everything out in my notes. Next thing you know it, I had a whole entire season worth of content. Things like the Live Well series were born. And it's so beautiful because now the that series, those six episodes... Between the matcha moments and the conscious conversations, can now be there on the platform for anyone who wants to learn how to better organize or how to show up as an ally or be proud and black in wellness. You know what I mean? Advocate for your mental well being, to advocate for someone else's mental well being. Like all of that is now here on the podcast and accompanied with like really incredible tips and tools and techniques from the Big Leap by Gay Hendrix. So I just feel very proud of the content I've created. And I just want to just take a moment to say thank you for every wolf that sent dms every wolf that texts me every wolf that sent emails uh tagged left amazing ratings and comments thank you thank you thank you i'm so happy everything resonated with you and that you were able to take something away from the conversations and something away from the matcha moments it means the world to me that this is helping you and helping you rediscover yourself so Yes. All right. So February's theme is sisterhood. Again, this is inspired by just the overall energy of February. February is the official new year for the feminine divine energy. I don't know what y'all heard, but I have had plenty of rant, have a whole episode dedicated to that, that topic. The lunar new year is what we consider the divine new year, the feminine divine new year. And this is the beginning. This is the the energy is just so feminine in February, not just because of St. Valentine's Day, not just because of that, but because of the fact that there's a Lunar New Year, because of the fact that there's a self-love day, the Girlfriend's Day. Like It's just so much sisterhood on top of the fact that it's Black History Month, even though we all know that Black history happens 366 all the time right country was founded on it i wanted to make sure that the book i picked this month was by a black woman that was helping to cultivate safe spaces for black women and black bodies that's here to love on you because that that's what sisterhood is to me but before we get into that i want to talk about matcha real quick something matcha adjacent before we dive deep into today's topic all right so i'm thinking about having virtual matcha meetups this month to sip matcha and chat insights with all my wolves, okay? Let me know what you think about it because I think it could be a vibe or whatever, you know? I'm testing out a new platform that I really like. It would be very intimate. It would be no more than maybe like 10 or 11 wolves. And really, we would just hop on. I would go over making a matcha recipe with you and we would sip our matcha and just chat. We could talk about the beauty products. We could talk about one of the episodes, Whatever, whatever's on your mind. It's just a time to chat. And then I end it off with like a group read or whatever. So let me know if it's something that you're into. You can respond via the email list. I think it would be bomb. I think it'd be so much fun. Again, I told you all that I'm really... Tr- Pulling myself away from Instagram and uh, focusing on creating a small community, an intimate community where all the women, all the bodies in there, are friends and they can rely on each other, they can network with each other, they can build with each other—all those good things. So I think that'd be really dope. Um, I did do a few matcha meetups in person pre-COVID, and it was fly. we took like a uh, cha cha matcha or matcha full, and we just linked up, brought our laptops, did co-working sessions, tried out different matcha uh, drinks. A lot of people came for the first time having their first matcha with me, which was everything. <laughs> I got it all on video. <laughs> Things I'll probably share on that intimate platform for sure because I, I it's great content. And I think you guys would really enjoy watching the experience of people being like, oh my God, I'm gonna try this green ass drink because I love you. But like, if this shit is bad and then them sipping it and being like, oh my God, this is good. And me being like, right, right. And the barista's like, girl, you're holding up the line. So. It's a vibe. I say all that to say, let me know if it's something that you're into. If you are, then if I get enough interest, I will definitely set something up for the end of the month so that we can make it a thing. Sisterhood. Oh man, this word has been in my life, my entire life. Uh, We're going to talk about why. But um, recently over the past three years, I've really cultivated a sisterhood. I now understand that Prior to that, I just had friends that we trauma bond, right? And like we had grew up and had a very similar heartbreaking experiences. And that's what connected us together. But when you get to a certain point in your journey and your growth, you have to release those trauma bonds, right? Or they'll release you. You have to start finding women who, yes, they've gone through shit. It might even be your same situation, but they're also actively working on their healing. They're also actively making sure that they are getting better and that they are doing better and making better choices. What I found with these incredible women uh, over the past few years, I now get it. Like This is a sisterhood. I can't. If I talk too deeply about it, I get super emotional and I'm really trying to make sure that I get through everything so y'all have information, okay? I love, 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 love the women in my life. I love the sisterhood that I have in my life today, this very moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the beautiful women in my life. Love you. So the book of the month is Sacred Woman. It's a bestseller and it's by the queen, Queen Afua. I don't know if you know her, but if you don't, you should probably look into it. She's pretty uh, iconic for black women and healing, especially as black practitioners. There's not a lot of names that you think of off the bat that don't, are not in close association with like Queen of Four, right? Like you have Erica Badu is one of her students. But there's a lot, um, Hadiah Barbell, like a lot of them, that, that's their mentor, that their spiritual mother to say. And she created this book in 2000, which I was actually really surprised about. I'm sure the content had been happening long before then because my mom had ended up doing the sacred woman journey when I was either a child or before I was born. That, I was born in 1990, so it had to have been happening before then. But the book itself, the content was published in 2000, so I was like 10. And I remember seeing this purple book in the house and just being intrigued by the cover and just being like, oh, that's kind of cool, but it also not having enough interest to read it. And I always say this to people like books find you when you're ready for them, because this book has been in my life. My entire life, I've seen it all the time. But it was only when I was ready to receive the information that I had the instinct to go and pick it up and read it. So when you're thinking about like spiritual texts, like uh, books like Women Who Run with Wolves, certain spiritual texts, you realize that you can't read them all in one sitting. You realize that <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to come back to you real quick because it's so it's so true to your divine being right? That it's just, it can feel like an overload at first and you really need to just sit and digest it piece by piece. This is one of those books for me. Uh, I can now read through it easily, but prior to it was crazy. So when I was 14, you know, for the summer, I believe my mom was like, you know what? I signed you up for the sacred woman journey. You're welcome. And I was just like, I'm very confused as to why you thought I would want to do this, right? I'm 14, just got into high school, finally made some friends. Like I take to train by myself, you know, New York City kid. I'm not trying to sit here with these women in white. And, and no, I don't want to live this life. My mom's a Leo, so she eventually won. And I took the course. I think I did everything except for like Sacred Union because... I just was not of age to understand that at all. I remember being in the room. I remember Queen of Four. I remember just everything. I remember the the detoxes, all of this stuff. I have like flashes of it. I guess I suppressed the memory because I never brought that book back up until uh, my late 20s, I wanna say. Like 26, 27, the book came back again and I was like, let me look through this book. And then last, when I was 28, I did did the entire book by myself. I did the entire journey, all the gateways by myself. And I was very surprised at how much I knew and how much I lived by the um, patterns and the sacred structure that the book provides. I was like blown away and I couldn't figure out why. Then of course I unlocked that memory and I'm like, oh shit, I, I actually studied with this Woman and she taught me first, like hands on. This is why it's within me, you know, it just resonates so well. Uh, 2029, I hit up Sky, Sky Brittany of De La Hippie, and I was like, girl, I want to reread this book of course she too had the exact same instinct to read the book again and i'm like oh my goodness i'm like but this time i want to do it with a sister circle because the first time i did it i did it by myself and i felt like it was good but i i really felt like i was missing out on some getting uh shivante of tisha's bags kelsey from the row and kiana from the money and podcast and that was our little sister circle of whatever and it was amazing okay we did our thing first off this book is like the sacred Text for black women. I like to call it the Black Women Bible, Black Femme Bible, because it really is biblical. You really do learn about your ancestry. You understand like how you should be eating better. She covers all types of self-care, all types of spiritual care, answers all your questions that you didn't even know you wanted to ask. Like everything is in there. Plus, there's so much history in there. There are so many incredible black women that I had never heard of that I had to go and do research on and be like, wow, I get to call them the um, as ancestors or, or elders or contemporaries. It just was, it blew my mind, you know, even learning about like the African deities that I never knew about and realizing how, how much I see them in my life. And I just never realized, I never put two and two together. So it really blew my mind when we coupled that book with the sister circle. That's when things started popping off. So we had committed to every Sunday at like 8 a.m. Uh, cause again, pandemic had hit and we were all home anyway. And I think we did that from, I wanna say late March June, maybe. It was for a while because there's nine gateways. There's chapters that you have to go through. It takes you about a week, a week and a half to really get through everything, to read through the knowledge, to practice the techniques and the tools, to journal and reconnect back to the body. There's a lot of elemental work there, a lot of ancestral work. It takes time. But every week we would just have a conversation and just see how we're doing with each chapter. And the beautiful thing about the sisterhood is that it wasn't rigid. like There were times where I was maybe a chapter behind or a chapter ahead and vice versa. And we would just talk, about what our experience was. I loved it. I loved being able to know that every Sunday I could hop on FaceTime with my ladies and just talk. And it it was, it, we would talk about so many different things. I think we covered everything <laughs> we could possibly talk about. And it was such a beautiful, divine space. And having that along with the prayer and the structure and the guidance from the book, I think that that's what helped me get through the pandemic because it was such a triggering experience. At, at one point, I was surprised that it didn't really trigger my depression the way that I thought that it would, especially after losing my uncle in, in April from COVID. It was, it was heartbreaking, it still is heartbreaking, but I wanted to share that experience and the the many layers of that experience in this month. Because I think it is the best way I can honor Black history and honor the feminine divine by putting them together. So if you don't have sacred woman, go grab it. We're not gonna go over every single chapter because again, it's very, it's a very, uh, it's a little thicky, it's a little thick book. But what I will do is go over some main concepts. So one week, we're going to be talking about ancestors and ancestral healing. The next week, we'll be talking about self-care and sacred self-care, because there's a difference between self-care and sacred self-care. We're going to explore that and explore sensuality. We're going to also explore separation when you, know, you fall away from your friendship. We are also going to talk about creating sisterhood and that's what's happening today in this episode either on your level right above your level or right below your level so that you have a little bit of diversity because I think it's important to have people at different phases in life because it reminds you that life is full and that there are more than one experience to life it gives you a chance to see how much you've grown or see how much you have to grow but doing that with sisters makes that a lot easier right there's no anxiety and there's no triggering of depression because you're like we're gonna get through this because I have you you and you have me. You need sisterhood as an adult, like as an adult Black woman, the sisterhood that I have is what saves me almost 100 percent of the time. Besides my spiritual, my spiritual practices and my spiritual connection, it is the sisterhood. It is the community that I receive from these women and how they will remind me of my worth in okay, and vice versa. It's the beauty of being able to cry and be held in a way that I wasn't able to do, like with my own mother, but I'm able to do it with my sisters. It's just, there's something there that I think everyone should experience, especially black women, especially black bodies. We all deserve to have really good sisters in our lives. What I received from doing the sister circle and having the sisterhood and being intentional in building my sisterhood. One, I received accountability right? I had to show up for my sisters, even when I didn't want to show up for myself. And it was something that I think is necessary because a lot of times when we're trying to navigate our lives, we will pull back and we will allow self-sabotage to show up and prevent us from growing. We won't allow it to happen when we are account, like when we feel responsible to be in a space for someone. Like if we said, Hey, I'm gonna be here on Sunday. And let me tell you something. We were there every Sunday. Every woman was there every Sunday. And there were times where they were just there and they were on mute. There are times when they were there and they were just like no camera, but we showed up because at the end of the day, it was like, I may be feeling like shit, but it's not enough for me to pull back away from women that I know are going to pour love onto me you know, and that also may need me in this moment, right? So it just created a sense of accountability that I don't think I experienced before. I also, and this is not in any order, by the way, vulnerability. When my uncle died, I was in shambles. It was very difficult for me. It was, it still is very difficult for me. It hasn't even been a year yet. Being able to show up there, swollen, swollen eyes, face, and them just being like, what's up, girl? Let's, let's talk. And not even like, they were down to either to reminisce about my uncle and all of the amazing stories and how funny and, and how much I loved him and how much I appreciated him for being a father figure in my life. They were down for that. They were down to just talk dumb shit with me, to just take my mind off of the grief that I was feeling and the hopelessness I was feeling because I could not go there was no funeral there was there was no uh physical closure that I could experience they prayed for me they prayed for him they prayed over my aunt they prayed over my cousins they we kind of had like our own little virtual funeral like they just showed up for me in such a way where it was just like you guys allow me to be human here and to feel all these feelings and not to feel them by myself and not to feel so heavy so that was amazing uh the transparency you receive from sisterhood man it was a space for me to be me like i said like as a practitioner it's very rare where i get to go to spaces where i'm not the practitioner luckily now i can say it's a little less Rare because I've I've got the hang of this thing now because of sisterhood. But prior to creating that, I would just be in these spaces and I would essentially be like the person giving the insight, giving the the divine the downloads. You know, holding the space because I mean that's what I'm here to do. It's my life's purpose. So when I see it, I tend to just turn on right and and be in that moment. But you obviously can't always be the practitioner. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like even therapists need, you know, their own therapist. Having these women to like go to and just be myself and like no one is judging me on top of the fact that half of them were practitioners. So that was also just helpful as well to have someone to like bounce that energy off of. It's just a beautiful space. Like black women need spaces where they can just be themselves, where they don't have to worry about people's feelings and they don't have to worry about um, being judged and saying the wrong thing. We are naturally so hyper aware of everyone else's feelings and experiences because we know how fragile the world is. And if we are not aware, what ends up happening is that we, we get hurt. We're carrying that weight. So we're trying to manage it by jumping in and being proactive And a white person in the room or a white body or um, a male body. We become hyper aware of that. And then we start to uh, monitor ourselves and we don't even get to just um, this is why I say that we need black spaces, especially as black women. We need spaces where it's just femmes and it's just black women. Period. Because what ends up happening is when there is figure out what we're feeling because we're like, damn, I don't want to see someone that might hurt their feelings. Right. That's just how we're, we're wired that way. We're just wired to be aware of everyone else and to be super mindful of other people that we forget to be mindful with ourselves. But when you have a Black space, when you have Black women and Black bodies and bodies that identify as women, you're able to have these conversations and just be seen and not be judged and be like, girl, yes, yeah, that happened to me. That was annoying. Or you know what? Uh-uh, girl. I'm so sorry it happened to you. Like, and just and it just be chill. And it's not you. Like, oh, did I offend you? Oh, did I hurt you? Oh, did I like tap into your fragility? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you can let all that go in a sisterhood. And I feel like every black woman again should have that sure. I was able to create patterns of success, and I was also able to witness them in my sisters, seeing what they did in their routines and seeing how they processed um, emotional experiences and when shit wasn't going their way, how they showed up, how they didn't show up. It taught me so much. It gave me structure of like, ooh, I really like what Sky did there, or that was dope, Keanu, or like, ooh, you know what? I don't really want to do that. I think that that might be too much for me. You know what I mean? That might be a little bit of you thing. And just being able to witness it of women who look like me, right? Representation matters. And being able to be like, oh, I never even thought about doing that, you know? Or being able to give the insight to someone else. Be like, hey, have you tried this? I do this and it's been working for me. That is incredible and so necessary to have because we need structure, Feminine divine energy is wild, it's chaotic, it's beautiful, it's mystical, it's uncertain, (laughs) it's a wild ride. You do need structure, otherwise, it will sweep you away. Okay, and the structure definitely shows up in us, you know, committing to the day and time, committing to the homework assignments that we created for ourselves, committing to the prayers that we had to do every day and every week. Like that structure was necessary and allowed us to be successful in this experience. Then there's safety. I'm just going to briefly go over that because I feel like safety has been an underlying tone throughout all the other benefits I've just mentioned. But again, I just want to reiterate, to cry with other Black women who are healing is a different experience. To have them pray over you, to pray over them, to see the bonnets, the glasses, the messy rooms, it's truly such a beautiful thing. It is so incredible and I am so honored To be able to be in those spaces with Black women and to be able to be myself and to know that I can say what's on my mind, say what's on my heart. I am met with love, even if I'm being checked, even if it's like, okay, I hear you, I hear you, but that may not have been it. Still, it's still done with love and it's still done with respect and it's still done with integrity and it's still done in a space where I leave and I feel protected. All Black women deserve that experience. All Black bodies deserve that experience. Last but not least, the last benefit of a sisterhood is community. When two or more are gathered, God is there, God is here, is considered a divine mastermind. And let me tell you something, honey. When you have women in a room who are doing the work, baby, the conversations hit different. It's just it's a you just leave the conversation like first off, time no longer exists, right? We kind of touched on that at Einstein time, but let me give you a great example. We would hop on at eight and then realize it's like 1 p.m. and that we've still been on. It was to the point where we had to start scheduling things because it time just disappeared from us. Our Sundays were like halfway gone because we just Once we connected the energy, God was just there and it was just like unraveling certain things and like, oh snap, that happened to you, that happened to me. And just connecting dots and creating this beautiful experience, you need it. You need you need it in your life. You need it in your life. So now that we've gone over the many benefits of having a sisterhood and why it's important and even me sharing my little sacred woman journey with you, I want to talk about our CPR method this week to help you create lasting sisterhood. It was healing each of us at different phases of our lives and different places in the world at different ages and different stages. It was just like so mind-blowing, And that is the masterminds that I want to create with Land. That's the masterminds that I want my wolves to be in. I want them to be in space where they leave and their mind is blown, that they are just like, wow, I am that powerful. I, I was able to attract and connect and relate and resonate with these incredible beings, these freaking giants in their fields, these freaking rising stars. And it is all a reflection of me. I think it's very important that we have some techniques that we can tap into because it can be a little intimidating making friends as an adult. It's a whole different ballgame. It's not like, hey, you go to the sandbox. Hey, I like your shoes. Hey, we're friends, right? There, There's so many other components in there that we're now experiencing as adults. And I wanted to make sure I left you guys with tangible steps that you can use right now in this very moment to create lasting sisterhood. Because again, you deserve it. So the C this week is connect back to yourself. If you don't know who you are, you won't know who to attract, and who to build with. Figure out your likes, your dislikes, fears, desires. Know yourself so well that when your opportunity to connect with a divine being comes around your way, you can do it, and you can have a great time connecting. It'll be effortless. I am telling you, at the rate that I make divine connections now with other incredible women, it would scare women who aren't doing the work because it's so instant it's so on site because i'm in that frequency and so are they and we clearly see that and it's just like our souls but that only happens because i know myself because i've sat with myself in the contrast because i've witnessed friendships that i did not like that i did not feel valued and protected and seen in. And I've also been that person that did not live up to the expectation of being a good sister and being a good friend. You know, you have to go through those um, dark moments. So when you get past them, you know yourself better. And then you're able to witness when it's time to make sisterhood, when it's time to be like, hey girl, I wanna connect with you. There's something about you. And I share in the conscious conversation segment with you guys I share how I met these women because I want you guys to hear the story. It wasn't like, oh, we've been down since age three, da 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 da. No, it's literally as simple as I walked past someone who was operating in her divine light, and it caught my eye because I too was operating in my divine light. And I said, hey, sis, I love you. Can we be friends? And she said, girl, I love you. Yes, we are friends and have been friends ever since. Now, again, to someone who has not done the work, someone who has not really made peace with their shadow and understood where their ego lies and understood that they're moving in divine light, that they're walking in love, they're leading with love, that shit will terrify you. But it excites me and I hope that it's exciting you now second part is praise your relationships the good the bad and the ugly make peace with the relationships that fell away forgive yourself for the role you played. forgive them for the role that they played and remember forgiveness is really for you honey it's really for you to make space in your life to to have what wants to come into it be there for you so your divine experiences rise up from within you and have space to unfold That is the purpose of forgiveness. Get into that frequency of love and and come back home to self. It allowed you to know yourself better. It allowed you to realign. And honestly, it gave you wisdom and helped you to attract the relationships that you do have that, that are working, that are bringing you joy and love and harmony. Also, don't forget to pour gratitude on your current bonds, your current sisters. Let them know why you love them. Let them know why they're special and cover them in praise. Just take the time out today to hit up one of your girlfriends and be like, sis, I see you and I love you so much. And I may not know what you're going through on a day-to-day basis, but I just want you to know that I think you are freaking killing it. What you give and what you do is so amazing and you are more than enough. Just, just sending that. I try my best every week to send my close girlfriends like a meme or something like that that reminds me of them something that's like hey girl i love you or you out here getting it or you look real cute or whatever because i just want them to know like hey you know i may not talk to you all the time sometimes i may i may disappear because again scorpio tendencies but i want you to know that you're always in my heart you're always in my prayers and i'm all oh, anytime i see something good in life anything i see something lavish in life anytime i see someone winning in life anytime i see someone living their best life i automatically think of you and i just want you to know that And I also want to just say thank you for being that beacon of light in my life, that I can connect that joy and harmony to such a beautiful person, right? Show love, cover them. Last but not least, you want to resonate and receive. Once you figure out who resonates with you, again, that goes back to seeing and making sure that you understand who you are, make sure you connect back to yourself. So once you know that, make sure they resonate, okay? Because you can like a lot of people. I like a lot of people, right? Mm, Maybe I don't. Anyway, you can like a lot of people, but do they resonate with you? And when I'm talking about resonate, I'm talking about fems and bodies that move your soul, that give you goosebumps when they tell their stories, that bring you joy as if it's your own. If you're not feeling it like that. If when you see them winning, you don't feel as if you've won, that is probably not your sister. That's probably somebody dope. Somebody to be like, "Yay, go for you, whatever. But they're not going to bring out the best in you because it's not resonating. It's not hitting right. right? So you really want to make sure that when you're looking for this sisterhood and this bond, this deep connection, these lasting bonds, that you resonate deeply with them on a cellular level, on a, on an energetic, a spiritual level, because that's what's going to allow you to create that lasting bond it is the feeling that they bring you it's the i can think of any one of my close girlfriends and it's an instant smile to my face they all bring me joy and happiness make sure that you are getting that as well and once you have it receive it with open arms. Don't be like, oh my God, this is too good to be true. That's annoying, right? You just did all this work to figure out who you are, what you want in your life. You've done the work. You've shown gratitude. You've elevated to the frequency. And now you're like, oh, I don't know. It's too good to be true. Or I don't know. This kind of scares me. No, girl, you just did all this work. Open arms. Receive their energy. Receive their love. When they are praising you, do not sit there and be like, girl, I'm not even doing my best. No, say thank you, tell them like yo I'm having a hard time but I'm going to accept this compliment. I'm going to take this as confirmation from the universe that I am on the right path that I am doing the best thing. And I can really deeply attest to that. I can't even tell you guys how much I've been emotionally going through. <laughs> you know, I just made a post about it on Instagram because people got me messed up like I'm choosing joy. I'm actively choosing it. It does not mean that it comes to me easy all the time. That's that's that next level that I'm working to. But I choose joy. I choose to focus on things that make me happy and on all the sadness that I experience on a daily basis. I just refuse to live in that sadness anymore. The women in my life will sit here and text me, leave me the voice notes that make me cry randomly. And they're just kind of like, girl. I love you. You're incredible. You're amazing. You're out here. You're consistent. Just whatever it is that I I needed to hear, they just somehow know and, and do it. I, freaking Irene sent me a, a handwritten letter just to say, hey, I love you. And I just wanted to take the time out to write you a letter. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to start doing that too to my girlfriends because I really want to take time out to love on them. You know, like just be rece- receptive, allow these women to pour into you, allow them to cover you in good graces, allow them to show gratitude to you because you are doing work. You are doing your absolute best. You should be praised for it. You should be loved for that. And of course it needs to come from yourself first and it always comes from the divine, but it's just so special when it comes from peers, from women you admire that you um, look up to, that you're inspired by but that you also have direct access to. There's a uniqueness about that. There's, some, there's a power there that will allow you to access different levels of success in your life and abundance and joy that you could have never imagined. I really am an advocate for sisterhood. It has changed my life and I know that it always will. Again, I'm just really happy to be able to bring these ideas to you this month. CPR method for creating lasting a sisterhood. Connect back to yourself. Know who you are so you can attract who you are. Praise your relationships. Show gratitude for the good, the bad, and the ugly that you've done, that they did, that may come. Just show gratitude for that. And of course, resonate and receive. Resonate. Make sure you guys connect on that deep level and be open to receiving that connection. I just think it's crazy that we do all this work and then we sabotage ourselves. It's an ongoing practice at the end of the day. Hopefully this conversation and these insights brought enough awareness for you where you can sit there and be like, okay, I get it, I see it, cool. This is what I need to do. This is how it needs to be. And you can flourish this month and, and this this year, this decade, this lifetime. That's really what we want for you here in Lova Lands. I really, really, really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know. Obviously, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the Wolfgang email list, gang gang. Rate this episode. I've been really appreciating your ratings too. Like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to be bringing some more meditations too. Don't worry. I got you. Things are evolving here in Lobo but it's very, very beautiful. If you don't know, if you're not on my email list and you're not following me on social media, let me just let you know. I am on a virtual tour. I'm going to leave the um, links to the events uh, in the description box below in real time. So they're happening all throughout February. The first event is this Friday. I'll be doing a live with the beautiful Samantha Martins over on the High Vibe platform. Just talking about uh, consciousness and cannabis. It's going to be such a good conversation. She's so incredible. She just actually dropped her playlist with Smoke Break. So check that out. Sunday, I have a double hitter. So at five, I'll be talking about Black luxury and this conversation called Toast Luxury sponsored by Her Bloom Lab. I'll just be talking about what it means to experience Black luxury and how you can have access to it and giving some tips that you can use in the moment to start accessing that level of luxury because I believe all Black women deserve to live in luxury, period. Uh, after that at 8 p.m., I'll be on the Spoken Black Girl platform on Instagram doing an IG Live or her Healing Entrepreneur series. And we'll be talking about like beauty magic and rituals and techniques just keep you in alignment with joy because shit gets real out here. And that's what's happening this week. <laughs> so if any of those interest you, um, besides the Instagram Live, just make sure you're following the platforms. I'll leave that again in the show notes for you. Other than that, I just deeply appreciate you for coming to Lands podcast and to be here with me and share in my joy and my insights and all of the energy that is just here. Also too, before I go, my best friend is coming on the podcast this Friday. Yvette Brown of the PowerScope of Jacoby Tea House, luxury tea house brand, by the way. She's coming on and we will be talking about sisterhood and social media. We're talking about how we met (laughs) Uh, and also talking about like how to create and maintain a healthy sisterhood because it's very important. That's everything that I have for you. Those are all my offerings. My calendar's open if you want to do a uh, Feminine Divine New Year read with me or just better understand your energy, go check out those links as well. Book me up, book me up, book me up. Okay. I love you to the moon and back. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, wolves.